0: modes. Use Real Friends for 25% off your order. Visit jlab.com to find your kind of tech. hi how are you hi friends what's happening
1: first of all daniel came yeah. by the house yesterday to get me a sign the funko pop
0: yeah he came by my house too i'm gonna be honest with you he's a
1: lot stockier than i thought he was i you thought daniel like, was muscular? like yeah i thought he was gonna be like this little scrawny uh guy he came over no. i was like first of all i didn't I, I didn't get the text or anything i'm sorry and I you, my i'm bad. And I, uh, I respect
0: that he was wearing full PPE. He looked like, no, he was straight up,
1: dude, but I'm yelling at my kid when he knocks on the door. Like, I'm like, yo, shut the fuck up. Like, I'm like (laughs) deep in on my kid. You thought it was your kid? No, but me and my kid are going at it and he knocks on the door and I open the door and I have no idea who it is. And then in my mind, I'm like, what the fuck? And I look and I go, I know those eyes.
0: <laughs> but it was hard. You know, you remember in ET when the guys are in full suits dealing with sick ET? That's yeah, how yeah. Daniel looked. He was he well, was yeah, fully he, when he was came, fully geared up, which I appreciate. If you're going to come to my house during COVID in Los Angeles, you better be PPE'd up, dude. He but, had the gloves on, man. Yeah, he had
1: everything. I'm sure he. Had, I'm sure he took the gloves off and disinfected his hands right away too. Listen, if someone he probably like come by like most house, people in Los Angeles right now, he probably has. The hand sanitizer that smells like tequila. Am I right?
0: No, I have Am this I... one. I, I oh like this one. It's called Jiao. This one makes you smell delicious. What are you drinking? This is a little so thing. Early for whiskey, bro. So early. I'm You're gonna, living that COVID life. I'm gonna blow your mind. What? This isn't whiskey. What is it?
1: Delicious. <laughs> what is it? <laughs> what is it? <laughs> it's whiskey. No, it's not. It's actually it? a, it's, it's a bourbon.
0: Oh. Ooh. It's so warm. I have so much to talk to you about. I got
1: spit dripping in my mouth. I'm
0: sorry. I have so much to talk to you about. I wrote down notes because we have so much to talk about. And, ladies and gentlemen, we have the legendary Johnny C. McGinley on the show today. Did you know that, Donald?
1: I did not know John was on the show today.
0: I love that you don't even know who Joelle and I are booking on the show. It's, I it's, handle the bookings... And uh, Joelle and Dan will make contact with them. And it's a surprise to you. Yeah, it looks like it's a surprise to Daniel too. Yeah, I, I didn't get an no email. Joelle, do you not know that?
4: I did not have Johnny C on our list for today. Oh, my God. that guys. is okay. <laughs> do yeah, do, do, on.
2: Do. So go on, Zach. What were you saying? Wait, you should well, be get, that in- get that intro email that's like, Dan, John's on the podcast. I.
0: Oh, shit. Um, well now I'm a, now I'm embarrassed. Let me call him.
4: Did we talk to Johnny already?
0: Well, I I worked out a long time ago saying when do you want to come on, and uh, I, I I guess I assumed you guys were shooting the shit with him.
4: I apologize and, about that.
0: Well, no, maybe it was a communication breakdown. Donald, you can you can laugh at me if you want, but I
4: <laughs>
2: I don't know what's
0: funny right now. Let's call him and see if he answers. All right, let's find out. <laughs> I mean I'm sure he's ready. Have his Hello. Hey Johnny C, it's Zach Braff. Are you are you coming on the show today, right? Today? Yeah. Oh, no, the 29th. Oh, the 29th. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I uh I I had a miscommunication and now I wasn't sure if it was today or the 29th and Donald's laughing at me. Yeah, 29th. Hey, Zachy. Yeah. When when you started screaming why, yeah. Um while, while the man was having Trouble pooping. Yeah, uh, I almost
5: swallowed my gum. <laughs> <laughs> this the funniest goddamn thing I've ever heard. I, why? I'm
0: so, I'm so stealing that. You why? No you know your poop is bad when someone yells why. All right, I love you. I gotta go. We're doing the podcast. All right, go get him. Okay, well, I, I look like an idiot right now. I'm okay with it. And you don't look like, like an uh, idiot.
1: Hold on. You were about to go in on me, though. You were about to go in on me. I just think it's funny me.
0: that you don't always know who's on the show. Yes, do I look like an idiot right now? Sure. And I think it's always important when one uh, looks like an idiot that they acknowledge that they do and that they're I love wrong. you.
1: You know what? No, I, I love, love you more. But here's the thing. You didn't have to apologize for that because it makes for good pod. Good pod. Oh, you're shortening it now. You yeah. give good pod. Yeah, that you, you give great pod.
0: You give great pod, Donald.
1: Your pod skills are like top notch. When yeah. you give pod, I just want to scream, <laughs> dude.
0: I freaking make. I make audible noises when you're giving pod. I just when I pod with you, I just want to shoot my. Never mind. <laughs> you, you ruined it. Well, we I censored myself.
1: We, we were on the right track.
0: No, but we're then it started, the right get, it started to get R-rated, and I, 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 I censored no, we were, myself we for the people even, in, listen, who don't like R-rated content.
1: We could have <laughs> kept it that way, and when somebody was like, yo, you guys are being too uh, uh, pornographic racy. or yeah. racy, we could be like, get your mind out of the gutter. We're talking about podcasting. You automatically went to, your pod is so good, I want to shoot, and then there was yeah. no returning. There right. was no returning well, from I, that. Well,
0: I, I, I fucked up. I fucked up again, Donald. I, <laughs> I failed you. <laughs> Maybe we can have Danil, um bleep some stuff. Because you and I, rather than try and censor things when they get pornographic, it would just be better to be ourselves, and then when we listen to the edit, we can say, Dan, just beep that out. Beat it, beep, 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 beep. <laughs> Beep that beep, out. Beep beep beep, beep that
1: beep, out. Beep 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 <laughs> Oh here we go.
0: <laughs> Everybody gather round. ZB's <laughs> <ZV's> getting down. <laughs> <laughs> Off the T O P Someone's calling me. My agent. Should I answer it? Should I like, answer my right, agent right. on speakerphone? Yes. yes. <laughs> what if the, what if they have what if they had amazing news? What if Let's they were go. like
4: You got that fucking board? <laughs> <laughs> Let's do it.
0: No, no, no. I, I I never I never like to. Uh, Whenever your agent calls, it's either, I mean, obviously it can be medium medium news, but it's either good news or bad news. I don't want to talk to them right now. It's
1: never. I'm really. Listened. I'm
0: waiting for this giant megastar to say that he might want to be in my movie. When you say giant megastar, yeah, I'm saying I'm not. I'm not. I don't, don't try and guess, please. But I am. trying – Is it like Brad Pitt level? It's that level, but not that age. It's a, it's a, it's an older fellow, but I'm not gonna listen. Please don't guess, because I I don't I, I I just I'm nervous.
1: And let um, me ask you a question. Yeah. These are sincere questions.
0: Yeah, be sincere. Do you I know think you've had you could... like a, I know you've had like half a bottle of bourbon at one? No, this is but... this is
1: all I'm drinking. Okay. Um, do you think you could beat Brad Pitt in a foot race?
0: No, I can't beat Brad Pitt at anything except maybe <laughs> singing show tunes. Do you think you could beat Brad Pitt at tennis? Uh, and unless he's never played, probably not. I feel like he's probably athletic. I've seen his abs. Just because you got abs doesn't mean don't mean you're athletic. If you have abs, you're probably a smidgen athletic.
1: No. No, that's like that's like that's that's judging a book by its cover.
0: All right, you're right. You're mm-hmm. right. Why do you bring up mm-hmm. Brad Pitt? I'm just wondering
1: because every time somebody says anything about anything, you bring up Brad
0: Pitt. Do you want to dock with Brad Pitt? No, I don't want to dock Brad Pitt. I. I... <laughs> God, how many? We're five minutes into the show. You're talking about docking already. Dude, no, because I'm a little
1: upset. Why and I'm not, are you uh, I'm not, 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 I take that back. I'm not upset, I'm a little uh, disturbed. Because this docking with Leo thing has gone yeah. on, it's it's, caught, it's 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 caught it's it's fire. It's, it's a lot it's, yeah. of things
0: are catching fire on the podcast. You know what else is caught fire? What's everyone's that? telling me their favorite new song is. What you trying to get into one day or soon? Or, what what you trying, trying to, to do? do. I the love way, the fact that everybody's spelling it correctly too. Yeah, I bet they googled that shit. They didn't want to be disrespectful to you. I like that. I like by, that. By the way, you know what? Um, not only is that song fire. Let's be honest, but um, a lot of people don't know. There's I've I've written a second. I had not just recently, but back in the day when i came up with the song there was a second line to it do you know what it is Mm-mm. the thing you're trying to get into what day ashore what is it <laughs> it was better the old way no it, no that's the second fucking line of the song don't tell me why. What, you know, what, what you're trying to get into what day what you're trying do? to do 2 3 for The thing you're trying to get into, Adeo Shun, comma, what is it? We don't say the comma normally, though. That's just so people know when they're writing it down. Oh, man, we got to get someone to fucking remix this song for us.
1: I just think that should be a ringtone. I would, oh, yeah. I would not mind that being a ringtone. Okay. And I love the fact somebody named their kitten Adeo Shun. I know. Just so they could sing, what you're trying to get into, Adeo Shun.
0: What you're uh, trying to do, Joelle? Can you tell the um, the ringtone folks that we would like to make um, the Deo song a ringtone?
4: I can. I think there may be a limitation to only w- one ringtone up at a time, or was no, that a naming like, thing?
0: No, we have like four up. We've got the theme song. We've got um, no, sorry, we've got the theme song, and we've got Donald's just mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm, right. for a notification. Why would yes. there be a limit to ringtone? No,
4: okay. it was a you're right. It was a naming problem because we had the theme oh, song right. label twice, and they were like, "You can do oh, yeah, yeah. one of the okay, things." Okay. So right. my bad. Yes. I think it'll be let us the same
2: ringtone
0: twice. All right, let me let me lay it down clean, everybody, for the ringtone. Everybody, Ready? keep right. it down. Everybody, everybody, keep it down. I'm gonna need this clean Mute for the yourselves. ringtone. Mute Mute Here we go. Me, 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 me. Just do the
1: first verse. You don't need to do the second verse.
0: Uh, let me fucking warm up, please. All right, Mommy, on, made on, on. Mommy made me mash my M and M's. Mommy made me mash my M and M's. The lips, the tip of the teeth, and the tongue. The lips, the tip of the teeth, and the tongue. Whether the weather be cold, or whether it will be hot, we'll be together. Whatever the weather, whether we like it or not. Okay, I'm ready. That's
1: really fast. <laughs> Thank whether you. the
0: weather is cold, whether the
1: weather is hot, we'll be together. Whatever the weather, whether you like it or not. Whether the weather be cold, or whether, whether
0: it weather be hot, we'll be together. Whatever the weather, whether we like it or not.
1: Peter Piper the pick a peck pick a pick a peppers. A peck of pickled peppers. Peter Piper pick a pepper. What you trying get into
0: a What you trying to get into What you trying to get into Am I
1: gonna
0: see me? There it is. Perfect pitch. What you trying to get into a day or soon? Or what you trying to do? <laughs> I like that you put some growl in there. I did. I put a little growl on it. If it's going to be a ringtone, people deserve a little growl. Perfect. <laughs> That's fire. Okay, Dan, make me sound good. Um, gotcha, bud. I don't want reverb, but maybe a little bit of auto t- no, 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 I don't need auto-tune. That was perfect. That was perfect. So you. many things I wanted to talk to you about. Let's get into I actually it. took notes. I took. Now that Johnny's not here, we don't have to fucking... Um, I got my Xbox set up. That's great. A lot of people weighing in on the games I should play. Um and please continue to suggest games. So just to be clear, I have a brand new Xbox One. I like. um I learned it's called a th- a third person, right? That's what it's third called. Third person shooter. Yeah. Third person shooter. I don't over I like to, over the shoulder. Um I uh, I don't like uh, spells and fantasy stuff. Like I don't want to know about spells. So an example is Hitman. You guys have said Red Dead Redemption, right? That's how you yes. call it. And two, um, Red Dead Redemption Two, yeah. And Joelle, you had suggested the one where you're—it um, travels through time, and you're a killer. What's it called? Uh, Assassin's, Assassin's Creed. Creed. Assassin's Creed. So, if anybody has any more games like that, now, what if I want to play versus a friend of mine in in my house? What what's a good those game for games that?
1: like Red Dead Redemption are good for that? They have an online. That's really awesome. Where you can go on missions and still do really no, cool No, but if things. there's a
0: friend who's in my pod who's sitting in my living room, can I, can I, can I play him? What's a good game to play him?
2: Oh, uh, well, then you'd have to play. Go ahead. Oh, so I, you know, I don't want to interrupt, but you, there are games called Overcooked. Overcooked is a team cooking game. One of the games that Donald mentioned, Castle Crashers, is a fun, you know, sport or fun, you know, team game. And okay. then my favorite game is called Rocket League. And Rocket League is, car, is a soccer and <laughs> cars with rockets on the back. That's my favorite. That's time. really
1: cool. Rocket you might want to get, get into it. some sports games like FIFA.
2: Yeah, well, I was going to get uh, uh tennis.
1: That's cool too. That's really cool. Yeah.
0: Hey, FIFA. can I play you? Can I play you tennis over the internet? Yes. Let's do that because I'll fucking crush you. <laughs> Look at his face. Look this how pissed is. he is. Joel. <laughs> Look how pissed he is. If I can't beat you in sports in real life, I'm gonna. Friggin' crush you on you the interwebs. You could probably
1: beat me in tennis right now, man, in Ugh. real life.
0: Yep, I probably could. Okay, that's one thing I want to talk about. And then, <laughs> yeah. And then I took notes because I had so much to say today. Um, Joelle, the game you had said that you loved on the Switch. A lot of people said it's like the prettiest game they've ever seen, and I need to buy a Switch just to play that Zelda game.
4: Legends, of the Wild. yeah, yeah, yeah. I that was is- the one that said that.
0: Well, jo- Joelle
2: and Dan I I will in it, heavily. They we agree with you. F- we agree with you 100%.
0: Now, I tried to get a Switch, by the way, and they're they're sold out or marked up. Like I said to Donald, these things really 600 bucks. And he said, no, that's like a markup now. You can't even get them. You can't even get them on the interwebs.
1: You can you get like a mine, Switch. You could get a Switch. Don't do it, Daniel. Don't do it.
2: i you saying a Ziploc bag. Absolutely. I you don't play yours it anymore? It's I mean, I I play a lot of games. And so it's, you know, kind of just sitting here for the time being. Okay, okay, well, that's well very you nice of you. That's, can you bring it over
0: in your full PPE again and just leave course, it outside my door.
1: I'd be happy to, dude. <laughs> <laughs> you'll love Zelda, you'll really love Breath of the Wild.
0: Okay, and if he has, I just all gotta the... get a switch because I, I uh, they're like $900 right now. You need a I switch and then to you go gotta... back
4: and be like, I didn't, I said no wizardy stuff. Zelda's got a little bit of magic in it, I it just is give kind of magic, it's a lot of, of magic in up. it.
2: It's a lot Are of they magic. They're gonna be like, Would you like to cast a spell? No. Okay. Uh, all I'm saying is, with Red Dead Redemption 2, I think there's something about the cinematic quality of that game. Yeah, is that yeah game. I really like that. You I, you know, love, some of the,
0: some of the yeah. people on my... You love it. You played. can go some, hunt.
2: You can hunt.
0: Some of the people do... on my socials were saying uh, um, that I would like this game or that game because they had a cinematic quality, and that's oh. true. I would like that. There Red is, Dead. Is...
1: You would love Red Dead. You're right about that, Daniel, because then you could play the actual... You don't even have to play online to start. You could play the actual story mode, and that's cinematic. Why would I play online?
0: What's the difference of playing online?
1: Well, you'd play with other people, and then there's different missions, and you could create your own character. Do you want to do that
0: with me this weekend? Sure, I'll play online Do you want to go on a mission with me? Absolutely. Let's do a mission. Let's kill a bear. This is amazing. (laughs) (laughs) A virtual bear, everybody. I do not believe in killing real bears unless they're chasing you. Um, Michelle Branch followed me on Twitter. Bullshit. A win. Swear to G. Bullshit. And I was thinking I'm gonna follow her back, and I was thinking about DMing her and saying, "Will you come play everywhere on the podcast?"
1: That would be the Stop. best day ever. Turn yeah. me inside out so I can sing. Joelle is
0: fanning herself. Everybody.
4: <laughs> I might cry. Don't
0: Joelle's cry. losing
1: her
3: <laughs>
4: shit. <laughs>
0: This is the power of this podcast. This podcast, is always, I always—I saw Michelle Branch followed me, and I was like, "Oh my god!" And I didn't follow back immediately because I was nervous. And then I thought I would present to you guys the idea of DMing her. Hey, since we're fans, would you consider coming on and playing everywhere on the show, Donald? What do you think? That, of that?
1: would be that would be amazing if we could start a little concert series
0: on. Yeah, that's such a good Doctors idea. real friends. That's such a good idea. We speaking are on. Which, we are
1: with iHeart. We are with iHeart. Speaking of heart. which,
0: speaking of, by the way, we should we should. And speaking of that, um, I want to end the show today with this amazing song. I sent it to you, Donald. Um, it's by my girlfriend's brother. Now you might think, oh Zach, you're biased. It's your girlfriend's brother, but Toby Sebastian is so talented, and I genuinely love his music. And I was like on the treadmill today, working out to this song called "Number One Lover." It's going to be one of my big summer jams. And uh, if it's all right with you, Donald, I thought we could five, six, seven, eight at the end of the show into it.
1: Yeah, that's fine. Let's start this concert it's, series. It's
0: fire. It's
1: a the fire fake song. Fake Doctors Real Friends Concert And you guys series. are going to want
0: to add it to your playlist for for just summer bops. I think that's what the kids uh, call it. Or uh, your workout playlist, because I was rocking out to it on the treadmill today.
1: So this is what we're going to do, guys. We're going to start a little concert series. We're going to yes. come up with a name for it. We could have it. Raiden. Absolutely. We could have a bunch of people on. This is something that we're going to do. We are with iHeart. iHeart yeah. freaking handles all music. Yeah, maybe we'll figure I it out us- legally, and then yeah. we'll make this happen for you guys. Well, so I think
0: if we just ask people, obviously that handles the legal. Or if they're not a giant, you know, artist, uh, and they're our friend, I'm sure that we're allowed to play them. Um, yeah, I think if we just ask permission, I think that's it's just about permission. I assume, right? John? My
1: my knowledge in this isn't isn't. That,
0: well, right, I, you know, we can't just play, you know, a song. But if we know the person or we ask permission, I think we can play the song. There it is. Yeah. And it's since on Toby and is my my uh, my friend, I think he'll be fine with. I think he'll be thrilled because, by the way, this mm. podcast is huge. I don't know if you guys realize this. <laughs> but Donald, tell, and I tell me another, Donald and I got another love letter from Will saying, "Holy shit, you guys are on fuego!" So <laughs> there's people all over the world listening to this thing, and we appreciate them. Thank we you, love you guys so much. Thank you so much. We Thank thought it you. would be like our moms and maybe eleven people, but this—well, I knew big... it wouldn't be
1: my mom. I knew it wouldn't be my mom.
0: <laughs> my mom, <I laughs> or my wife. Of, I, I think my mom may have given up. I think she started, and, <laughs> oh. and uh, but I got to tell you, no, it's just a great feeling. It's a great feeling how many of you are, are listening to this, and um, whenever uh, Will from iHeart sends Donald and I an email with 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 holy shit somewhere in the paragraph, it's a good feeling. <laughs> I love it.
1: You know what we should do? What? Five, six, seven, eight. stories
2: about show we made. About a bunch of docs and nurses and a janitor who love to hate. I
3: said, here's a story that we all should know. So gather round to hear
2: our, gather round to hear our, scrubs show with Zach and mm-hmm.
1: Did you get
0: that new T-Swift album? T-Swift. That, that um,
1: first jam is
0: fire that first jam is fire she's got a song with bonnie vera which i really liked a lot i don't know if you heard that one yet
1: i've I've listened to a little bit of it i listened to the first song uh about
0: uh what's the first song i think it's (laughs) called like the first one or something like that
1: yeah where it's like you know uh yo i knew you'd come back all of that stuff i knew you'd come back that like that's the end of it Dude, she's on some writing. She's got some writing in her right now, dude. She's not she's good. messing
0: around. She's good. And you know what? She she made it sort of a... I mean, I haven't listened to the whole thing, but it's sort of acoustic-y and piano-y. And, it's folky, um, man. It's you like... Can't, you can't say that that girl is not talented. If you're out there, if there's a person out there, you might not love her style, but you cannot be a human being and not say that that girl has talent.
1: This is the conversation I was having, because me and my wife have this conversation all the time, because... I kind of flip-flop when it comes to Taylor. Like I remember when it when she first came out, I was like that's like my little I want my daughter to be Taylor Swift.
3: Mm-hmm. And then
1: she started tattletaling on, you know, who she's dating and everything in songs I was like I'm not really into that. Yeah. But, let me tell you something right now. The songs that she sings, the way she writes now. She's a she's a modern day she's a modern day poet, man. She yeah. she is a modern day uh especially knowing that she writes her own stuff too. Yeah. I mean, because I'm sure she, the, the, sure the young she's... lady has got some tremendous songwriting skills. I'm well,
0: not as gonna... I understand it. She's writing the lyrics on her own. I think she's got, she's got lots of collaborators with the music. If I'm not mistaken, it does. So I don't care how she...
4: instruments. Too. Yes, she like does. I think she does like a lot of guitar and piano stuff. I mean, her parents are in the recording industry, which is how she sort of got involved. And like, right. to your guys's credit, her 1989 album, which I think is the album, right? No, there's a, Album, no, in that's scene, the album that one and this one but the 1989 album sold so well and did so like banger numbers that like other artists like did an entire rendition of the 1989 album
3: hmm. yeah. like just yeah. copied
4: it front to back and like well, did that, pop, like so she's been on that pop scene that for a that, that that
1: that that record's got so many dope songs from shake it off to uh got a long list of ex-lovers Dude, I got one of those songs
0: on my current workout uh, playlist. I want to tell you which one it is, because this. By the way, my workout playlist. I really, I'm gonna come through and make a a workout mix for 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 the people, because, I mean, there's Avril Lavigne, Complicated, on here. By the way, here's a really good song that you guys probably don't know by Weezer called Feels Like Summer, and uh, I highly recommend that song because it is a great summer bop, as the kids say. Wait, what's my Taylor Swift song on this? Oh, uh, you need to calm down. I like that. You were somebody uh, that we don't know, but you taking shots at me like it's Patron, and I'm just like, damn, <laughs> it's 7 a.m. You know...
1: I'm gonna be honest with you. Your gym playlist and my gym playlist are completely different.
0: I know that we've established that, but I have a feeling because you like a lot of this girl pop shit too, you just want to hide it in front of our listeners. I'm not hiding
1: anything in front of our listeners. I
0: feel like if you you might turn off DMX from one of your workouts and put on Avril Lavigne. Avril Lavigne don't get me hype like DMX get me hype. Just wait till you hear "Complicated" with some bass. (laughs) <laughs> that shit is so slow listen By i love way, that did song you watch, did you watch um that i sent you the i hate it when you don't reply to me it really hurts my feelings it really hurts my feelings. i bet our listeners couldn't believe that how many times you don't reply to me dude i listen man here's the thing i said I donald it's always nice stuff it's always it's not like hey man here's a request to do something it's like hey man there's this dmx snoop thing that's on i think you're gonna like it no reply no reply. It was dope. I had no, Oh, I was so you didn't watch it. Oh, you did watch it. Watching. Interesting. And I you didn't even say, watching. I'm already watching. Love you. I Thanks for the recommend.
1: That was, you know, <laughs> those two got so many hits, it's ridiculous. Uh, I love DMX. I love Snoop Dogg. Shout out to them both. Should we get into the show? Let's get into the show.
0: Do you want to do the breakdown? Oh, I'm yeah, a yeah. Tipsy. I'm a little That's
1: That's
0: um, the kids say nowadays. You're uh you're woozy. No woozy's when you've gone hard and then you get tired. No woozy's when I'm a little drunk or uh-huh. then you take a little and then you take,
1: a little, then you take and, a little nap. And it's not that I take a little nap the booze
0: forces me to nap. Well, what my puppy does is she sprints around the yard, sprints, 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 sprints and then it's like her batteries are dead and she collapses and she's woozy. And that's and then when I-
1: and when you're woozy, you're also kind of, like, disoriented. Like, your body's like, I should be standing, but I can't.
0: Right. And then you yell at your friend, I'm woozy! You ready? Yeah. Get the stopwatch. Okay, stand by, Donald. Getting my stopwatch. Okay, I'm not, no, not world clock, stopwatch. Okay, and
1: go. This episode's about being humbled. JD and Carla are both very high on their horses and mess with the alpha in the hospital. Elliot has not only been cut off financially from her father, but also has diagnosed the patient. The three of them experience the rise and falls of reality, meaning there will be days in life where luck is on your side and days when it's not. The question is, can you adjust
0: and keep it moving forward? Beautiful. Beautiful. 27 seconds. Nicely done. Nicely done. This, this is ep- a very good, a very good episode. You like this episode. Yeah, I did. You didn't. I laughed.
1: I laughed Did you not like a couple it be-
0: times. Okay,
1: because you you got you have phased on a little bit, but um... I was all right to get phased on in this episode.
0: Okay, now I thought the scene at the end with Johnny C and I is uh, one of the better scenes of the show thus far.
1: Yeah, you know, my wife, she got she watched the show with me. This is her first oh, time ever.
0: She doesn't. Wow. She's
1: never really watched Scrubs before, so this is maybe her third episode that she's yeah. actually seen. Yeah, my girlfriend doesn't
0: watch it either, so I can relate. Yeah.
1: And she was like, oh, my God, I just teared up. <laughs> it was like, okay.
0: Yeah, like, I gotta got to tell you, I got to be honest with you listeners and you, my compatriots. I think that that scene at the end of this episode where Dr. Cox comes in and has an honest moment with me, it's not a very long scene. It's probably 45 seconds if that is really moving. And Johnny C is really good in it. And I think I'm proud of the way I am in it, too. And it's Scrubs at its best, which was just dropping in and having a really frank, emotional, but honest conversation. And uh, I got goosebumps and it was very moving to me.
1: Yeah, it was to me too. You know, you were lucky. JD was very lucky this, this, this episode in the beginning. Mm. Uh, and then he was unlucky. Uh, and it was really, it was really interesting to see the dynamic of, uh, of how he takes things. He, uh, he saved a patient's life in the beginning and he's overjoyed. He loses a patient and JD's such a good doctor. Now, granted there's, there's stuff behind it. Like, you know, he's, he, he wants to be, he still wants to be the best he possibly can be, but he goes to the morgue to check out, okay, what did I do wrong? How did I mess up? What, mm-hmm. what, what went wrong here? And mm-hmm. it just turns out it wasn't his day. And I, I, I thought even though it's subtle and he doesn't respond in tears and, He's not, breaking, he's not all broken up about the passing of the patient. The fact that he cared enough to wonder, okay, why did I make a mistake? So where did I make a mistake so I don't make it the next time? Yeah, was really, well, that's, really
0: important. That's one of the things that can get lost in, in all the, the, the zaniness that's happening is that J.D.'s a really good doctor and also strives to be an extraordinary doctor. Right. And so when he, when he feels he may have fucked up, he's just obsessing about it and, and wants to learn and wants to, wants to be better and wants to be great. Mm. Um, so I don't know. I just really like that. Um, I, I love it when the show um, just drops in and has just just a scene where people are really honest and straight. And I thought that scene at the end. Actually, it's funny. When I, when I thought Johnny C was coming on this episode today, um, I thought it was like, oh, I bet he – Cause I asked him, I said, Hey man, we want to have you back, you know, pick, pick which one you want to come on for. And when I saw that scene, I go, Oh, I bet he wanted to come on for this one because he's really good in that scene. He's really good in the whole episode. Um, and, uh, turns out I was wrong. You were, you know, the whole thing is really
1: about, you know, what JD goes through, but it's not. Cause even in stories where he seems to be the main character in the whole episode, where it seems like it's based on him the story really isn't. It's about who he's connected to. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's about who's connected to him. So, like we had Tom Cavanaugh on just recently. Great episode, by the way. And uh, you really believe that it's the the show? Like when watching it at first, I was like, "Oh, this is a show." This episode's about how JD reacts to his brother. No, this episode really is about Tom Cavanaugh. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? It's not about what. It's not about. I don't know. It's 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 it's. I'm having a hard time explaining it right now, but I just feel like JD is uh, even though he's the leader, uh, he's the lead on the show. The show is never really about him, and this is one of those episodes where it was about him and mm-hmm. was about you know how uh, how how serious he takes every how seriously takes his job in the hospital.
0: Yeah, well said. <laughs> Whatever, dude. Whatever, dude.
1: You can hate on me all you want. I love it's you. Just, it's, just, it's just, you know, now I'm watching it from a different point of view. Before I was watching it or not watching it because I was on it. And now that we've started this whole podcast thing, it's like, well, you know, what is Bill trying to say? What are the writers trying to say when they're making this? I get that it's, this has a long run and it, it's going to be on for a really long time. But I feel like every episode... Some somebody's trying to say something, trying to some message is trying to come through. Yeah, and and just...
0: also make it universal because obviously this is an extreme work environment. This is they're literally dealing with life and death, but make it universal for people who no matter what your job is, no matter what your relationship status is, that and no matter what, what country you live in that there's certain just truths about being a human and being in love and having best friends and 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 a, a striving to do great both in life and in your job that are that are universal and 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 the show really attempts to tease all that out so we can all share a common story but this
1: episode you know
0: it almost felt subliminal you know what i mean it's like if
1: you're not really paying attention you don't pick up on that you just pick up on the jokes And the fact that Cox is, you know, back with Jordan and you don't really dig that deep into it. That's what really, to be honest with you, this whole uh, uh, having to summarize the story in 30 seconds. That's Mm -hmm. what that's doing for me now, because now it's like, all right, what is this about? What is what is the writer trying to say in this story? It's not just about there's a funny joke at two minutes into the it's it's more than that. It's about, you know, overall, there's a message that I'm trying to make clear. For all of the viewers and uh this is one of those episodes like ever since the last episode i'm like all right well what what are we trying to yeah that's true that's
0: true well they all have some underlying message it was uh, um but but i think you've been good you've been good at teasing out what it is even more than more than the voiceovers do um this is the episode that neil flynn is not in i forgot we, we we figured out what the reason was do you remember what it was so they didn't have to pay him but why? Was it some? Con- they're not trying to save just Neil's salary well, on a big no, show like this. No, because he was wasn't. A a,
1: he's not a regular at this point. Still. Oh, I think
0: if he had done X amount of episodes, they would yeah. have had to bump him up to a higher salary, right. right?
1: He didn't become an official
0: regular, I guess, until season three. That can't be true because they put him in the in the, in the rejected new title sequence. I don't. I don't know, dude. And there anyway. was not in-
4: credit on this episode, too. Yeah,
0: I think, but didn't he was- Neil say? Wait, didn't Neil say something, you guys, when he was on that there was a quick scooter joke that he he rode in and he and he wiped out, and then um, and uh, it was an electric scooter, and then mm-hmm. they ended up cutting that out. That's why he's credited, but he's not in the episode because it was just one quick pop, but they edited it out.
4: That makes sense. I'm trying to remember. We've done so many of these. Trying to recall all of these moments. Oh, far. by the way,
0: speaking of. Um, of um of, of trivia, I went on Scrub's wiki today, as I normally do before the episode, and I scroll down to trivia, which is the section I enjoy the most. <laughs> and the top, the top bullet point is loving the podcast, Zach, exclamation point. All the love in the world to you and Donald. Happy to keep answering trivia. And hell no, I'd never sell those Funko Pops. Ha <laughs> <laughs> ha. Ah. So there you go. Okay. I think we have a clear answer from, from Trevor Wiki that he's down. Okay, Trevor. But I think, you know, he wasn't, he wasn't hiding messages in the Scrubs Wiki until now. So I think it's all this talk of the signed Funko Pops that's really made him, made him tickled.
1: I'm just going to keep it 100. We had to bribe him to get him.
0: Well, we don't know that, Donald. <laughs> we don't know that. You don't have to keep it 100. You could keep it $1.50. That's more than 100. No, $100 is... Keep it $100 is $100. I said you could keep it $1.50. No, 100 pennies is a dollar. Keep it 100 But I thought when people were saying 100 they meant $100, not 100 no, pennies.
1: No, it's not keep it $100. It's keep it 100% with me, dog.
0: Oh, keep it 100% with you, dog. Got it. <laughs> 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 okay, so I'm going to keep it 100 with you. Trevor Wiki is down AF to participate... As long as he gets the Funkos, yeah. Well, the Funkos have been signed. Dan is uh, gonna take. Are uh, you gonna send? Wait, him hold to up. Trevor. You got. Where Johnny does Trevor Wiki... sign him to?
2: No 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 no, 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 just you two.
0: Where does sign. Trevor Wiki live? I don't know. I mean, what state do we know?
4: I have to double check. He's gonna send me his address later.
0: Okay. Well, Trevor Wiki, you've got some signed Funko Pops headed towards you. It's the first one I've ever signed. I didn't know whether to sign on the box or on the actual figurine. Donald, did you sign the box or the figurine? I signed
1: the box. I didn't sign the figurine. Okay, I signed um, the box too. Yeah, you know, you you just made Trevor Wiki a lot of money. He could...
0: No, but he just promised in the secret message on the Scrubs Wiki that he wasn't going to sell them. Zach. I I believe Trevor Wiki's a man of his word. Zach.
4: You come don't on, believe Trevor no.
0: Wiki's a man of his word? Trevor come Wiki, on, I need you to hide me. In the next week's episode, I need you to hide me another message in Scrubs Wiki <laughs> that, you, that you pinky swear that you won't sell them. You're saying that you How much never could they be s- worth, really? Come on.
1: You've never signed one, so that's one in one. There's only one of
0: those. One of one, yeah. And I won't be signing any more because in COVID, who the hell is going to come up to me and ask me to sign them? So it's, it's, he's got an exclusive. Do you know what that means? That it's worth What? 50 bucks. It's priceless. He's not going to sell it. It's priceless. The man loves scrubs and he's got the only signed JD scrubs, Funko pop. Come on. That's a treasure. And if you don't sign it and you die, it's priceless. <laughs> By the way, Trevor wiki, make sure that you, Oh, if I die, then it's worth some money. Mm-hmm. If I die, it's like a how John much do you think be worth It's like a Basquiat. Oh, no, that's like $20 million. <laughs> I think it might even, if I die, my the only signed JD scrubs, Funko pop could be worth like, A thousand bucks,
1: and and everybody knows Trevor has it too. Trevor, are you good with the martial arts?
0: Well, we're not going to say where the guy lives. We're not going to people aren't going to be coming into his house for it.
1: Seventeen twenty (laughs) six
0: Ridrow (laughs) Way. No, I don't know, dude. Let's take a break. We'll be right back after these fine words. better help pcom slash real friends.
1: Hey listeners, it's been over a year since my family switched to our first Helix sleep mattress.
0: F-R-I-E-N-D-S. It's about a $30 value and they sell fast, so there are always new styles and looks. Again, for a limited time, just enter code REALFRIENDS at checkout to add a free logo hat to your order as a one-time gift from Tacovas, only at Tacovas.com.
1: Yo, John Michelle in the
0: beginning of the show, dude. Yes, so the first face you see, of the angry neighbor, is John Michelle. He is one of our editors. He won the uh, he won the Emmy for editing Scrubs.
1: Is he the only person to ever win an Emmy for Scrubs? Good question. Did casting win? It's a good question. Let's find out. We you were wanna... we were
0: we were we were nominated a bunch, but we always lost to other other more popular shows. Do you want to? We ask We were always Bill a brides one? always a bridesmaid, never a bride. Do you want to ask Bill this one? This is something he might
1: enjoy talking. Or should about. we ask Trevor Wiki? No, Trevor Wiki isn't. This is. Something he, he
0: just said that he wants to participate. You well, let's ask...
1: ask him like some like real trivia stuff. This is something that okay. Bill would like to talk about. You know the okay. accolades for creating such
0: a wonderful show. I remember one year we got like nominated for like a bunch of categories, but not the. I don't know. I don't. We never won anything. I don't think. Well, ask dude,
1: me. I remember the one time we were Jason nominated...
0: Bateman and beat me one one year, and then um, uh, Tony Shalhoub beat me like every year. Every year.
1: I remember when uh... fucking Shalhoub.
0: He won every he beat everybody. Um, I've never seen an episode of Monk. I'm sure it's a wonderful show, but have you ever seen an episode of Monk? I've never watched Monk in my life. That's I've never seen an episode so of Monk. Okay, well, there you go. Joel's the one who loves Monk. I think seniors love Monk. And Joel. Seniors, yes. seniors and Joel. Seniors okay and Joel. It's like her. Matlock. <laughs> Daniel, have you ever seen an episode of Monk? Uh, yeah, I've yeah, I've seen a few episodes. It must be great. I mean, the man's a wonderful actor, and yeah, but he he just... Dude, he's one he, of the best, man. Come on. No, I'm not... You know dis- who my favorite is, though. Whoa. Like, listen. You know I love
1: Leo. You know I love Denzel. Stanley Tucci. Oh, my God. Yeah. Oh, yeah. oh my God. <laughs> he's great. Like, I love me so much so that Zach was doing a play in New York City, and he was doing it with... Uh,
0: Who was it? Sutton Foster. Oliver Oliver Platt. Oh, no. Which one? Oh, you're talking about the play I did with Sutton Foster, Bobby Cannavale, and Ari Grainer. Yes. Yeah, that was Uh, called Trust.
1: And at the time, you guys were, you know, would go to that little diner or bar or whatever it is. Why do you guys call
0: it a diner? My girlfriend calls it a diner, too. It's not a diner. It's a speakeasy. Okay, well, it looks like a diner. I'm gonna just keep it 100. And it really? Because look... she called it. I didn't. She called it a speakeasy diner, and I was like, yeah. "It's why do you call it a diner? It's a speakeasy."
1: Anyway, so we're there, and Tucci and Shaloub are doing a play together with uh, Justin National Treasure. What's his name?
4: Long
0: Bartha.
1: Bartha. Yeah. Yeah.
0: I love that you call them Justin National Treasure. Justin Barth. Because I, I couldn't think of Barth Who later uh, went to star in my first play, uh, All, All New People, which we performed uh, off Broadway in New York. Go on. Anyway, my point is I made an ass of
1: myself that night to Tony Shaloub. I met, I meet, I meet, not Tony Shaloub, to Stanley Tucci. You never I meet, have
0: good celebrity encounters. They're always embarrassing. Because
1: when I meet people who I have. Uh, you get nervous. I get so. It's not that I get nervous. I and just if you went like... to
0: Speakeasy, you probably had a few.
1: Absolutely. But I get, like, I get... When I see people who I appreciate and whose work moves me, I want them to know that that happened for some reason. And I cannot keep it to myself. And I know how I, I react to people when they are that way towards me and how I'm like, "Get, you are just a little too extra right now. That's me. I can't help it. Um, and I damn near hit on the dude. Like, I I'm sure he was like, this guy wants to freaking make out with me right like now. Like I piece, was, yeah. I was like, I love you so much. Everything you do is the, been the best. I can't get over it. You have like, I was like, your range is ridiculous. I've seen you play gangster. I've seen you play every, you know, every, every spectrum of, you know, whatever it is that is human out there. I've seen you. Like I was like over, over myself, over him. Right. and oh, my God, I could see in his face, he was like, oh, God, please get this guy away from
0: me. Right.
1: And then somebody hinted him. By the way, that the reason the dude-
0: people go to this place is so that they don't get bothered by people like you.
1: Yeah, no doubt. Right, go ahead. And uh, then I think somebody spilled to him, like, yo, that's Donald Faison. He was on Scrubs. He was in Clueless. He's, he's, he's an actor. He's done some work. He's successful. And so he comes over to me and tries to make amends, because at first he was like, yo, Dude, back the fuck up. Man. Oh, he like, thought
0: he was dismissive of you. Very
1: dismissive. He would well, say That's not a good back. look
0: for Stanley Tucci then. You're saying he was dismissive of you until he knew you were famous.
1: We don't dude, we like were at a bar drunk and some stranger comes up to you and does that. I don't care who you are, you're gonna be like, dude, back I I'm not trying to
0: say Well, we the- also don't know what you were like. I mean you might be you might have been like, I'm selling I'm saying thing. I'm saying.
1: where's Prada. Right. I'm just saying you saw me with Tom Cavanaugh. Amplify that with alcohol. Right. It's another story. Like, you I'm probably yourself. spitting on the man. Yeah. Like, all breath, types of my, shit. Your breath
0: might have been really my, bad.
1: My breath was, well, it might not have been bad, but it was definitely hot and in his face. You yeah, know what I mean? Yeah. And so.
0: He probably needed a napkin after you spoke to him. to just wiped right, off the saliva. Right. If oh,
1: Corona yeah. was, if Corona was back then, he would probably oh, attack. It. it would be like one of those Karen moments where, you know, you attack. It. It oh, my God.
0: It crazy. Did you anyway. see the Karen in the pizzeria getting? Oh, my God. There's so many Karens.
1: There's a lot of Karens now. <laughs> There are a lot of there are so many Karen's that there are so many Karen's that people named Karen are like please stop with the de- turning our name into a
0: derogatory statement. <laughs> you know what's funny? I watched the Karen video of this crazy woman, not you know, and they're always about I, I have a right. The Constitution says I don't have to wear a mask. They're always just fucking bad shit. And the, what, the one I watched is in this pizzeria, and this guy started calling her like he was screaming at her, "Don't come anywhere near me, Karen!" Like and people are starting to use Karen <laughs> in the videos. He was like, "You Yo. back up, Karen." All right, should we get into the show, Donald? We're barely talking about the show. Uh, You're reading um, in the opening scene a a Skin Diver magazine. Now, I don't know why you're reading um, Skin Diver magazine. Do you?
1: I think, you know, uh, he's looking at a little bit of, uh, you know, it's like Maxim.
0: It's not Maxim. It's like a magazine for people that go, like, free diving. I think it was just a prop on the t- on the on the on the coffee table, and you probably picked it up and decided your character was reading a magazine.
1: Skin diver didn't sound like that to
0: me for some reason. <laughs> some reason to, when you said skin
1: diver just now, it sounded like Turk was looking at you know,
0: oh, like a Playboy Maxim kind of thing. No, it wasn't that. Yeah. If you look at the cover, it's like it looks like a diving thing.
1: Okay, well, you know, hey,
0: um, props are props. I think you know we're not allowed to just hold up any real magazines so there's Absolutely. often like bullshit magazines lying around. And right. I imagine you were like, "Oh, maybe Turks reading a magazine."
1: Yeah, maybe. I don't know. Do you read know. any magazines anymore? I don't When's the last time you read a magazine? I read when's Architectural the last Digest. Time you got I read
0: ma- like really? I subscribe to Architectural Digest because I love uh architecture and design. I subscribe to um uh, American cinematographer because I love cinematography and geek out on camera toys. Uh, I Are they, but you
1: can get all of these online.
0: I know, but I like a physical thing to hold. Still, I'm and then what do you do after you? I, I, I get the Sunday New York Times and read that on Sundays. What? And
1: what do you do with, after when you? What do you do with it after you're done reading it?
0: Um, what do you I, do I,
1: after you're done reading it?
0: I throw them out. I mean, I recycle them oh. like a good citizen. Wow. Well. I like a physical magazine. I used to buy them in the airport when I was flying. I don't really do that anymore. You got your phone. You used to read, um, uh, what did you say? The the the. Uh, what was the magazine that you said was Black Maxim? King. You used to read King? <laughs> <laughs> you used to love King. I, I
1: still love King. Wasn't I, it your, 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 King uh, your co-star
0: Stacey Dash, wasn't she on the cover of King? She was on the cover of King. And I, I think, remember I, it was think very. A lot uh, of
1: people owned that issue too. Yeah, I
0: think it was a very uh, naughty photograph, if I recall.
1: Listen, you know when Stacey Dash does anything that is uh, naughty, people pay attention.
0: Yeah, she's um she 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 she's uh, a unique gal. <laughs> that Stacey Dash. <laughs> we have a picture. We ran into her. Right, she was wearing a cowboy hat. Yeah, dude. No. Yeah. 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 She likes um, the cowboy hat. Yes. All right. Let's let's go off um, Stacey Dash and um, talk about <laughs> uh, David Copperfield. I remember when he did that was show, pretty that was, cool. That was very m- cool.
1: Yeah. And John Ritter also back on the show. I didn't
0: even know I would have gotten it wrong that John Ritter did another cameo. Uh, this one was uh, was a quick little fantasy pop that I uh, that I learned from Scrubs Wiki was done on the set of his show Eight Simple Rules. So I imagine they just went to his sitcom set and, and, and shot that quick little pop. But I, I had no idea. I would have totally gotten the trivia wrong that, that John Ritter ended up being in more than one episode.
1: I love the fact that uh, that J.D.'s dad never bought him a whole bike. He just bought him parts of the bike. Yeah, because he never had any money. Right, and eventually, you know, J.D. would have the full bike. And he was like, yeah. maybe later we could take the, the bike bicycle bell around the block for a spin.
0: Yeah, and <laughs> then I come back and I go, I never did get that kickstand. but i want to talk about copperfield because i remember copperfield rolled up in like a tour bus and i thought that was so baller that like you know the guy i don't know why he maybe he doesn't fly i assume he's based in vegas as a lot of famous magicians are and maybe he doesn't fly or maybe he did his show and said let's hop on the tour bus and i'll go to sleep and take me to take me to hollywood to do my cameo but I just remember that it was, I thought it was cool at the time that Copperfield rolled up in a big old baller tour bus. That's crazy. You risk so much, especially if you got to be back
1: in Vegas in a certain amount of time.
0: You know I what I mean? it's pretty cool, man. If you, had that, if you had the kind of money I imagine he has and, you're, and you got to do your show and you're like, oh, we got to go to do that cameo on Scrubs. All right, Jimmy, let's take the bus. I'm going to go to sleep. I'll wake up there. Yeah, it's sure. Pretty, it's pretty baller.
1: It is pretty ball. That's
0: gonna be like you and I and uh, and Daniel and Joelle when we're doing our 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 our, our tour of fake our European tour, our European tour. Yeah, well, a European tour I think is more more realistically going to happen before the the North American tour because, you know, um, uh, uh, on account of the we're fuckedness. Dude, um, holy cow! JD gets it right. JD
1: gets it right in this episode. Yeah. In the beginning of the episode, JD yeah, he takes a big swing, and gets it right and gets mm-hmm. lucky necrotizing fasciitis have you ever done that before have you ever taken have you ever been like all right look i have no idea what i'm gonna do i'm just gonna go for broke see what happens like have you ever swung for the fences with no clue yeah hit the ball for the
0: fences all the time in, but with in... no
1: clue with no preparation
0: Well, he had an inkling. He had an inkling. He had a gut reaction because he had seen this on a TV show about necrotizing necrotizing fasciitis. And Dr. Cox says, that's fucking the rarest thing that never happens. Shut up. And he happens to be right. And um, so he had an inkling of a clue. I feel like in life, there's times that I've taken some big swings and and they've worked out. I think that's what JD's doing. He's taking a big ass swing. What if it's necrotizing fasciitis? And he guessed right. That's ballsy, man.
1: It's a it's an amazing uh, it's a, you know I you know it's a, it's not even a gut feeling. It's just Tim saying it could be this and I if I'm right because of the similarities. Holy shit.
0: And he just I happened would... to be watching that TV show. I mean, right. think about it. He saved that guy's life because he just happened to be watching that show. Yeah. Amazing. Deonte Gordon has a line finally in this episode. Two lines. Two, Two lines. His puka shells are intact. Um, are they on his neck? Yeah, it's a choker. Like Joel, Joel um, you know, like Joel said uh, chokers are fire. He's got like a choker, puka a puka shell choker, which I didn't even know was a thing. Do you want to do you want to ask him about it? I'm sure we could get yes, in touch why with why him. Yes, why don't we no ask Deonte? That's a nice a new segment.
1: Here's here's a, here's a new segment we're going to try out today, guys. It's Ask Deonte Gordon. Yeah. Dude, what the heck was up with the puka shells? Were they in style back then? And if so, why did you opt for the choker? Why not the 24-inch uh, like the, 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 the puka right. shell necklace?
0: Yeah, Deontay, we'd like to know. Um, we don't believe in 2002 that puka shells were in style. Maybe we're wrong. And why were you wearing um, them as a choker?
2: Were puka
5: shells in fashion? You know, in my heart, I want to say yes. But I'm pretty sure 2002 would be like, no, dude, it's not. It's not. Uh, Yeah, it was a choker. It was a little tight, a little tight on the neck, can't lie. But it was because I got it as a kid in Hawaii, and I found it in an old drawer years later. And I put it on one day, and the clasp got stuck. And I had to go to set. And I decided, you know what, I'm just going to rock it. Because I couldn't think of anything friendlier than a guy wearing a puka shell necklace. And Scrubs was coming to big show, so, you know, wanted to stand out a little bit. And, you know, what's friendlier than the guy in a puka shell necklace? I couldn't think of anything. Nothing friendlier. All right, guys. Love
0: you, even when you're clowning. Thank you, Deontay. Thank you, Deontay. That's our new segment, Ask Deontay, who, (laughs) to refresh your memory, was Donald Standin (laughs) and also our friend and, uh, and cohort on the Scrubs set. And and this episode has two lines as and he has a name we learned Frank Mark. No, I think it's Mark, and that's why he's pissed at me. His oh. name is Frank. Got it. Hey, um, and that I never that... knew that Deontay the orderly's character had a name Frank. I I I, I think this would
1: probably be the last time Deontay's on the show. No, that's not true. You yeah. think we'll have him back again
0: on the podcast? As as Frank? Oh, uh, uh, on Scrubs. Yeah, I, I think Deontay has more lines. I'm sure. Of uh. FRIENDS. It's about a $30 value and they sell fast, so there are always new styles and looks. Again, for a limited time, just enter code REALFRIENDS at checkout to add a free logo hat to your order as a one-time gift from Tacovas, only at tacovas.com. Okay, round 2. Name something that's not boring.
4: A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh?
0: Ah. Oh.
1: Most of you might uh, remember him from Ferris Bueller's Day Off.
0: Yes, when Cameron was in Egypt's land, let Jared my Cameron, Cameron go. Is remember that what he now? says? These yeah. things, let my Cameron
1: go. I know that Cameron's so uptight that if you shoved a piece of coal up his ass, in a month you'd have
0: a diamond. Is it a month or two weeks? I don't know. I don't remember. It's one something like that. In two weeks you have a diamond. That's a very Woody joke. Um he's a very funny man. He was on Spin City. Um and this continues uh the Bill Lawrence tradition of asking um uh, cast members from his old show Spin City to come do cameos. We had uh, Heather, we had um we eventually have them all, uh, most of them I believe. Uh um um Richard uh Kind Kind. I have Yaba I have, yeah, yes, I've been to the zoo, go on. <laughs> yes, he said like, this is only, you would only get this disease if you had spent uh, time in, in some rare part of Africa uh, amongst amongst these animals. I have been to the zoo, go on. I have been to the zoo, go on. <laughs> Richard Kind is- Very good a, golfer. I'll bet you didn't know this trivia, George Clooney's best friend.
1: I didn't. I wonder I, if he got some of that money for that uh. I tequila. think he
0: did. Oh no, not that. But the, the you know the famous anecdote where George Clooney t- gave all his friends a million bucks? That wasn't after the tequila? Well, I think I think I think it was after he accidentally stumbled into a billion dollar tequila business. Mm-hmm. It was before. It was before. Can you imagine that. you're sitting around with your friends and you're like basically as I understand the the Casa Amigo story is that George and Randy Gerber and a bunch of uh, I think it was just George and Randy Gerber. They loved tequila and they were like, "You know what? we have the means like no one's making the tequila exactly like we like it. So let's just make it ourselves. So they did the research and they contacted the right people and they made this tequila that was supposed to be just for like them and their friends. So it's like super bespoke tequila just for them. And then all of a sudden it catches on and becomes so big that they make a billion dollars off Casamigos. Amigos. That's it's one George of George Clooney things. accidentally made a billion dollars. It's it's my favorite story <laughs> ever in the history of Evergreen. you and I, you know, a lot of um famous uh duos uh, release their own line of booze um uh brian cranston and and uh and Aaron Paul put out one. What is it? I don't know. okay. What is it, Joel, it's gin or something? I don't know. but why don't you and I release our own booze? Uh, maybe we could make some of that Clooney billion dollars. Dude, what? if we put out booze, yeah,
1: that would make me one of the happiest people on the planet. Well, let's do it. What
0: kind of booze should we put out? You can't do something obvious that's been crushed already, like vodka and tequila. We can't go near that. I know, because everybody got a vodka. Everybody's got a vodka. I mean, we're not going to try and compete with. Imagine we're like, yo, what's up there with Ciroc? Oh, Ciroc is killing it too. That's like I think Puffy's made more money off Ciroc than anything.
1: I I don't I don't know that he I don't know how much of Ciroc he owns.
0: Oh, I thought I thought Ciroc was his. I don't know. I, I don't know. All right. Well, listen, you guys are hearing it first here. Donald and I are going to develop our own booze.
4: We are. Yeah. Because because yeah. Aaron Paul and Brank Hansen, they did a mezcal called Dos Hombres.
0: Dos mm. Hombres Mezcal. Okay. Mm. Yeah. We're gonna Donald, we're going to do research. What kind of booze? It has to be something we both like. Well, what do you like? Well, I like tequila and I like vodka. Do you like I like a amigos? Moscow mule. Do you like Moscow mules? Yeah, but that's not a liquor, that's I that's know, but what drink. if we did like a canned, pre-made, badass Moscow mule called the Adeoshun? I like the name, I'm <laughs> going to be honest with you. <laughs> and we have the jingle ready to go. What right. you trying to get, get into, into Adeosun? Trin- yeah. that's, great- that's a great jingle! <laughs> what you trying oh to get God. into, Adeosun? Yeah, and then the, in the commercial, it's you taking a big sip of it. <laughs>
1: Adeoshun something. That's the name of the booze. What you, what trying, you trying to get, to get into? Adeo. And then the other person
0: goes, Adeoshun. Adeo oh, that's the commercial. <laughs> yeah. No, it's you and I walking up to people and they're drinking it. What you trying to get into? And they go, Adeosun. Adeo oh, my God. <laughs> I love it. The problem is it. if we spelled it correctly, people, um, they might mispronounce other
1: people, it. Other people with my name would be like, it's named after me. Have also. you ever run
0: into another Adeoshun? So it's it's a Nigerian name. I know so is it popular in, in Nigeria? Yeah.
1: Uh, there I'm sure there are people. I think it's a last name though. I know well, I not am not It's only exactly going to be sure. confusing
0: uh, when it's when it's so popular that it's eventually sold in Nigeria. But let's start small.
1: What you trying to get into? I
0: dare you. Don't forget to put a little ruckus on it. If you're singing this at home, and you don't put a little spice on it, you're doing it wrong. Ha, yeah. ha, ha, ha. Throw some struzy on it as they yeah, say. Throw some what struzy? you trying
1: to get into? I don't shown. <laughs>
0: put a little nasty on it. <laughs> Sprinkle some nasty on it.
1: Yo, know, the fact that these guys put
0: rowdy in front of this dude's house 14 times. Yeah, what a dick. What dicks we are. Imagine yeah. what kind of neighbor you'd hate that. By the way, John Michelle, um his acting was okay. <laughs> hmm. But when he eventually had to laugh, he was a little stiff.
1: You know, John Michelle not only uh, edited the show; he also directed the show.
0: This, not this episode. No, he eventually he directed. But he yeah, would eventually
1: was... direct. Yeah. And I remember, I remember, as an editor, I yeah. guess you want every, I guess you want everything you could possibly get to put it together, because not only would he direct the episodes, but he would edit them. And I yeah. remember we would do a bunch of takes for him. Because he was like, I just wanted, if I could have it this way, great. And if I could have it this way, it's just more things for well, me I to think look at. That's
0: classic editor turned director. And I think it was his first shot at directing. So, yeah, if you're gonna, if you were to build a stereotypical. Problem that an editor turning director might have in their beginning of their career would be, I need every single angle. I need every single take. I need. need, uh." But then you know, I'm sure that. But his episodes
1: always—they always always turned out great, though. He always had good episodes. Well, we were there till four in the morning, getting every angle. So I'm
0: sure. (laughs) (laughs) Why is it the pathologists in TV shows are always eating? I don't know. I don't know. Pathologists are the guys who do the autopsies. Why are they always eating a sandwich? It's a thing. It's a. It's a trope.
1: I think I think it's because they they are around death so much that even the smell of it can't interrupt their day. So like if it's lunchtime, I could eat lunch around a dead body
0: because I'm around it all the time. Right, the point is is that the the writer is trying to show how how used to death and corpses this person is. They're so used to it. And so, it's so they so don't care about it that they'll eat their sandwich over the guy's head. But Are I'm just saying it's been, It's been done to death. Yeah, I love Fleabag. bag.
4: There's a scene in there where they talk about this, right? Like they're going to see the pathologist, and she's like, it's I can't remember if it's the smell of chemicals or something that makes them, like crave meat." There's like a really? whole scene in Fleabag really? about this. And I'm trying to, let me try to find the science on it because it was the craziest thing. I've okay, ever. Okay. But that
0: that's interesting, but that's something else. What I'm saying is that, that the, it, it's as common and ridiculous in films and TV is like, they remove the rear view mirror in the car. Mm-hmm. So you can have a better angle and, and not have it break up the frame, which is like just a convention that people get used to, but it's stupid. Um, or, or, or that all the streets are always wet at night because it makes the lights look pretty, but the cars aren't wet and the buildings aren't wet, just the streets wet. <laughs> and in line with that, a pathologist doing an autopsy will usually have a bite of some food.
1: <laughs> right. That's you know, and speaking of speaking of go-to jokes, I started to realize a pattern. Laverne <laughs> always talking about Jesus. <laughs> always talking about Jesus. But it's funny every time. It's funny every time, but it's always the same setup. Oh, don't worry about what I think, but you're gonna have to worry about what Jesus thinks. I know, but it's her. What you're talking about,
0: Willis? It's funny. It is she her. Says, what you're you talking about? You don't have about. to explain yourself to me, but you better get your story straight when get you come face to, when you come Jesus. face to no, she goes when you come face to face with Jesus. Yeah, that's why I laughed out loud at that. Yeah, absolutely. Aloma, but it's Aloma a go-to jokes. Yeah. She's great. She's great, and well, she has her, her. That's her. That's her thing. Yeah, she talks about Jesus. Ted's office. He has a Plomox mug, which I liked, just continuing the the Plomox uh, mm-hmm. runner.
1: I was very happy to see Sam Lloyd in this episode when he popped up. I
0: got very excited about that. I know all those scenes in Ted's office were always so funny.
1: And the one, the one with him and Sarah, where he's like, "Oh my God, you're getting sued. Have you confronted? Have you gone back and yeah. spoke to?" And she goes, "Well," and he goes, "Oh,
0: did you did you threaten him?" And oh, yeah. she goes, "Well,"
1: and it cuts oh, yeah. back. Yeah, so
0: funny. Even the and she goes, he goes. Oh man! Even a good lawyer couldn't win this case. <laughs> He's uh, great. He, every scene in that office uh, is so funny. I think we learned for the first time that his last name is Buckland. I'm assuming that's for uh, one of our favorite directors uh, 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 at the time, Mark Buckland. Oh, and, I don't know. Well, where else would you get Buckland from? It's not a you very, know, common, a very lo- common name. No, it's, it's not. Common. Buckland is not. A co- it's
1: Buckland, Buckland seems like a common name.
2: No. Dan, what's Deont- your last name? Do you want to ask Deontay? Goodman.
1: <laughs> Dan, what's your last name?
2: Goodman. Goodman.
1: Oh, I do not know his goodman.
2: last
0: name. It's on the Zoom call. It's what's Goodman. Wrong? It's yeah. Goodman. What, sounds like Buckland. Do you think it was going to be Buckland? It sounds like Buckland. Goodman How wild would that like be? <laughs> um, <laughs> Cox calls me murder, she wrote, which is funny because yeah. <laughs> I accidentally killed a patient. Right. Um, oh, I laughed hard when uh, Kelso says to uh, to Sarah, he goes... You had four years of college and four years of med school, so I can safely assume that you are at least eight. (laughs) Ken was funny in this episode. He was
1: great in this episode.
0: Ken Jenkins.
1: Always great. Now, I noticed
0: that you have really baggy cargo pants on. Do you remember when that was the style and we both used to wear those a lot?
1: Okay, I'm going to tell you something.
0: This is when I started, you know, gaining weight
1: on the show. So this oh, is now you were th-
0: hiding your, your stomach.
1: Well, I'm not necessarily hiding my stomach, but I'm hiding, uh, you know, the clothes started to change for me. So now I'm no longer wearing the jeans that they had for me because my waist had grown so much. I'm now wearing baggy clothes. So this is one episode where they hadn't gone shopping. At least that's what I think. They hadn't gone shopping for me yesterday because I remember – Carrie asking me about wearing this, the pants. He was, she was like, you know, will you wear these instead today or something like that? And it was because my ass was getting bigger.
0: Uh, your ass or your belly? My booty. So they, they had to go shopping to get bigger clothes for you, but they hadn't gone yet. So they said, here, how about these baggy sweatpants? Yes. This
1: is around the time where I heard Sarah talking about uh, a, uh, a fan asking if I was on the Krispy Kreme diet. <laughs> It's funny to you,
0: it's not to me. I'm sorry. It did it really hurt your feelings? Yeah, it hurt my feelings. Okay. It, did it hurt your feelings enough that you took action and changed your your habits?
1: Uh, yeah, actually, the next season. If you notice, the next season when we come back, I'm a lot skinnier. In season three.
0: Now, are you going to progressively get larger throughout this season? Because it will be I something so. I'll, I'll keep an eye out for. I, I, think, I think your lisp is gone, by the way. I think the braces. Yeah, it's must gone in this off.
1: episode. We cut them yeah. off finally. Yeah. Um, You know what? I believe so. I believe we're going to go through this season and I will get heavier. This is also around the time where I am uh, about to get a divorce.
5: Oh, from...
0: so maybe that was tied. The weight gain might have been tied to the stress of your divorce, perhaps. Maybe. I, you know, it's
1: it's it's brewing at this point. At this point, oh. I remember being like, oh, man, you know, uh, this isn't I'm going sorry. well. I'm There's sorry. Nothing though. You know, you can always meet. You always can tell when you meet somebody who's never been divorced or, Never, you know what I mean? Because the first thing they say is, oh, I'm so sorry. You meet somebody who's been divorced, they're always going to say, you, you'll you be like, I'm so sorry, and they'll be like, no, 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 I got out of that. It's all good. Don't trip.
0: Well, not always, Donald. I think that's 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 not true. Some there people are, are sad they got few times There are very few times,
1: well, while going through it, yes. While going through it, it's very sad because you're remembering all the things that you used to do, and you're remembering, you know, and and and, and, and you're... Moving forward, and whenever you're moving forward and things aren't, you know, like uh, they were in the past, it's there's change, you know, it's a little uncomfortable for you. But when you're out of it, just so happy to be out of, of a marriage you didn't want
0: to be in. There's a great line in, um, in Annie Hall where, where uh, Woody Allen says to Diane Keaton, you know, I think relationships um, are like sharks. Um, if you stop moving forward, you die. And I I, I think what we have here is a dead shark. (laughs) So you had a dead shark. It didn't work out. It didn't work out. But guess what? And if you're listening and going through a a divorce now, Donald ended up with the love of his life. The man has never been happier, never been more in love. And talk about uh, a blessing in disguise. It worked out.
1: Well, you know... It's when you're not looking for it that it works out that
0: way, you know? Uh, well, you that's... were looking for it. That's you hit on her in the club, and she said, does had he like, nine keels? Yeah, but I was just trying to beat. I wasn't trying to date. <laughs> you were just trying to beat. What does that mean? You were, trying to, you were just trying to have intercourse. Do you remember? The fact, the, do you the remember? Fact a... The
1: fact that. Look at the Joelle's fact crying that, right now. The fact, well, because, come on, man. You knew exactly what the fuck I meant. It just was something. It was, I said it different, and you were like, wait a second, hold on.
0: Uh, All right, we have a guest, right? We never took a break. I'm sorry, Daniel. You're going to have to put in fake breaks. He does it all the time. Let's go to break, guys. Okay.
1: Hey, listeners. It's been over a year since my family switched to our first Helix Sleep mattress. And let me tell you, we've never slept better at my house. If you're still sleeping on an old school spring mattress, you're
0: not getting your best night's sleep. The Helix lineup offers 20 unique mattresses, including their award-winning Lux and Ultra Premium Elite collections.
1: So how will you know which Helix mattress works best for you and your body? Take the Helix sleep quiz and find your perfect mattress in under two minutes. And your personalized mattress is shipped straight to your door, free of charge.
0: Helix knows there's no better way to test out a new mattress than by sleeping on it in your own home. That's that's why they offer a
5: hundred-night
0: trial and a 10 to 15 year warranty to try out your new Helix mattress, depending on the model.
1: Don't want to take my word for it. Helix has been awarded the number one mattress
0: picked by GQ and Wired magazine. Helix is offering up to 30% off all mattress orders and two free pillows for our listeners. Go to HelixSleep.com/slash real friends. That's HelixSleep.com slash real friends. This is their best offer yet, and it won't last long. With Helix, f-r-i-e-n-d-s it's about a $30 value and they sell fast so they're always new styles and looks again for a limited time just enter code real friends at checkout to add a free logo hat to your order as a one-time gift from tecovas only at tacovas.com with the lucky land slots you can get lucky just about anywhere
1: I got a new oh. intro, Rob. I'm no longer doing Oprah. I'm now doing, I'm now doing uh, Kermit the Fox. Give it up
0: for Rob! Yay! <laughs> Hi, Bob. Hi. Is nice to meet it? you. I'm Zach. That's Donald. That's Daniel. That's Joel. Hello,
5: everyone. This is wonderful. Hi. Thank you. How are welcome. you? Welcome, welcome. I'm doing great. How's everybody? Um, we're great. You know, Where are you calling from, Bob? I am in Northern Virginia. Outside Virginia. of Virginia! Virginia! Yes. T.C.
1: Williams, remember the Titans, Virginia.
0: Okay.
5: That's right. To yeah.
1: Circle back to that, of course. <laughs> well, you know.
0: well okay. Zach. Every, my... Everyone who has everyone who has a bingo card was like, "I can't believe Titans isn't up." Oh, there it is for my bingo card. <laughs>
5: <laughs> well, I want to mention Garden State too. My wife is from New Jersey. I like and her. When we when we met, she told me she was from New Jersey, and she said, "Do not say Jersey Shore. I'm from near Garden State." Okay. State. That's what it looked like. Where I well, I
0: agree with your wife. A lot of, you know, when the Jersey Shore came out, a lot of us Jerseyans were like, um, first of all, none of those people are from New Jersey. They were from like yes. Staten Island and other places. And, and of course there is a sections of the beach in New Jersey where a lot of Jersey Shore type folks congregate. But um, that is only one section of the beach. I just thought it was like the worst of, uh, uh, um, press for Jersey. And so when I made Garden State, I, I, I didn't do it with this intention in mind, but I, like your wife, I wanted to say to people like, hey, Jersey's actually really beautiful. It's literally called the Garden State. So yeah. the other thing that happens is people fly in a Newark airport. It's a very big international airport. Yes. That's in our industrial area. So people fly in Newark and they look at all the industry and they're like, oh, fucking Jersey's gross. <laughs> Meanwhile, it's like every fucking state has an big industrial area. How do you think? Yeah. you Put your airport there. When I was
1: shooting Emergence, we shot on the shore where you know all of those things happen. And We shot in the off season in the winter. That town is dead in the winter. It's not yeah. until summer that it it goes off.
0: Yeah, you know? it's really interesting, actually. Um, when you, it's actually, uh, it's the I, I set my my play only people there because I went when you when you go to choose a shore, if you're going to rent a house for the summer in Jersey at the beach. Nowadays, I'm sure it's all online, but back in the day when I was a kid, I used to go down there and it was, the beach would be covered in snow, and it was a ghost town. There'd be nobody there. But that's when you'd go, like, look at the house that you might rent for the summer. And I always thought it was really eerie and spooky because <laughs> there were only, like, a handful of people that lived down there. And But it was the beach, and it was just, like, a ghost town. It looked like a bomb had gone off, and there was just no one there. <laughs> and uh, and um, so I, I sat, this play that I wrote, I sat, like, down there in, in the winter. But anyway, yeah. sorry, Bob, we digress again. Yes. What, what's yes. your question for us, sir?
5: Uh, I love Scrubs, but... Um... Both uh Zach and Donald, you guys have been on the best television show of all time. What you were show both was on S- Sesame Street. Oh yeah. Tell me <laughs> about being on Sesame Street. Good I got question. a four-year-old and a seven-year-old. Oh, and,
0: Yeah. I uh, loved it. Um I I, I cut I would... my teeth on Sesame Street. Go ahead. Yeah. You were on you were on when
1: you were a child. I was on, not as a child, but so uh before clueless before all of those things i was a new york actor and in new york you know it was for actors at the time if you weren't living in los angeles and you were living in any city that you know did commercials or had a production in town uh it was like it felt like the trenches you know what i mean so if you're not doing play in new york city if you're not doing plays you know, uh, you're most likely auditioning for auditioning for commercials. And it felt like at the time, every commercial came out of New York City. And, you know, there were only, you know, there were shows there, like the Cosby Show was there, NYPD, Blue, New York Undercover, but there weren't a lot of them. And so you would be going up for these local shows against all your friends, uh, people you knew, and it just really felt like you were in the trenches, like you were fighting for... One job uh, with thousands and thousands and thousands of people where as when you come to L.A., it seemed it seemed like there was a job. You know, the, the way they talked about L.A. when you lived in New York was there's a job. <laughs> they grow on trees out in L.A. And so Sesame Street was one of those shows that it was like, you know, they're looking for a new character, they're looking for new characters on Sesame Street. And everybody and their mama went out for Sesame Street. I wound up getting it. Uh with Eugene Bird, who's on he he's he's in a bunch of movies. He was in uh what was the Eminem movie?
4: Uh Eight Mile. Eight
1: Mile. Eight Mile. He's in eight he's in Eight Mile. He's the one that uh steals Brittany Murphy from uh Marshall Mathers in the movie. Mm. Anyway, we got we got Sesame Street and it was he was already on it. And then he had a group of friends that he would bring on to help him, like he was a handyman. And something happened where the other guys, Eugene left, and the other guys, I guess Sesame Street didn't like or, you know, did something that, I don't know what it was, but they kept me around for a bit. And I got to, you know, hang out and do, I did like something like six or seven episodes of Sesame Street. I'm going to have to
0: YouTube those.
1: I grew up with Savion Glover. I I've known him since I was a kid, and he was on Sesame Street at the time. So it was just kind of cool to see somebody who was very successful in in life.
0: Was he a famous tap dancer? At he that was time already
1: a fa- he was he was already famous. He hadn't done Bring the Noise, Bring in the Funk yet, but he had already done like the movie Tap. He had already been huge, and so it was like, Holy cow! I'm doing scenes with Savion, and it felt it, you know, I'm legit. You know. Uh, I remember when I came out to L.A. and I had this like big audition and I walked in and it was all of these famous actors like Dante Bosco, who was in Hook. He played Rufio in Hook oh, and, man. you know, like a, a shit ton of the cast from Saved by the Bell, you know, uh, and, and, and other things. And I hadn't I didn't have anything on my resume at the time. Like, you know, Clueless hadn't come out and uh, they were all talking about what they had worked on and I was off in the corner, and I wanted to be a part of it so bad, I walked in between them all, and I was like, yo, well, you know, I was on Sesame Street and stuff. <laughs> and I could see in their faces, they were like, Sesame Street? But I was so confident because of, you know, what Sesame Street meant to me mm. growing up, as it, as it probably will to your four-year-old.
0: Um, I did it uh, relatively recently. I was on with Telly, I believe. And um, I did a thing about explaining the word anxious to to children, and uh, it's really funny. I, if you get a chance, go look on YouTube and just put in my name, Sesame Street, anxious. It comes up, but it's funny. There was a whole bit where we were both worried. Telly and I were both worried about what was in this box, and I, we were using that as a as a means of t- trying to describe to kids the word anxious. And I'm like, oh now I'm anxious. And Telly's like, I'm anxious too. And I, and then I, all of a sudden I go,
2: what's in the box? What's in the box?
0: What's in the box? <laughs> I got like a whole seven reference into- You went Brad Pitt? You went I Brad went, Pitt? I went Brad Pitt seven. So
1: now let's talk about this again. I like You're his work. Talking-
0: I'm not trying to dock him, dude. You're totally
1: trying to dock Brad uh, Pitt, dude. Because
0: I like seven, I'm not trying to dock Brad. You see,
1: this is what I'm talking about. I said I like Leo and I'm trying to dock Leo- you like Brad. If I like Leo and I'm trying to dock, if that's what that no means. Alright, neither it's the same one of us thing.
0: neither one of us are trying to dock. Okay. There we go. Thank you. Cleared up. Love the, I do love the movie Seven a lot. That's not all you love. You love Fight Club? Yeah. Well, Brad's a great actor. Yeah. So's Leo. Oh my God. <laughs> Bob, uh, thank you. Do you have another question?
5: Yeah, um, I'm ai am a seventh grade teacher here in Virginia. Cool. And uh I just want to know if you guys had a story about your favorite teacher we love oh. we love hearing from our students and uh you know we love when they reach out to us i don't always remember them i got a lot of students come through my classroom but i love it when they when they contact us so i wonder if you guys had a how do they impact you what, what uh so what uh so many so many. so many i have so many
1: too but there's one teacher that i had that was so awesome and his name was mr hurt and he was a history teacher as and uh, and you know I had him in high school my senior year and I thought we had like a a, a vibe like because I was a good student I I you know history was a lot of fun for me I' liked to study history and you know he was one of those cats that you know when Black History Month came around we could talk about we would talk about black history for the whole month. You know what I mean? And he was an awesome history teacher. I never did homework in the class, though. (laughs) (laughs) You know what I mean? Like, I would always do... I would always ace my tests. Like, literally get 90s on tests, 100s on tests. But I never did homework. It's my senior year. And I'm thinking, well, I'm going to definitely... I'm going to, I don't need to worry about history because that's my favorite subject and I'm crushing it in history. I remember having to go to other teachers and be like, and beg for just a 60 so I could graduate. Right. (laughs) I didn't worry about history. I passed every class my senior year. Now, granted I had messed around throughout high school. I had gotten left back. I went to summer school and then, you know, uh, my, uh, In in my junior year, I went to summer school so I could graduate on time. I had done all of these things to make it so that I graduated when I was supposed to graduate. And begged all my teachers to give me, look, I know I'm not passing. I know I got like a 59 right now. But if you could just figure out a way to just turn that 59 into a 60, help a brother out. The one class that I didn't worry about, Mr. Hurt gives me a 59. Instead of a sixty, and I had to go to summer school to get my diploma.
0: He taught you a lesson, though. He did teach me a
1: lesson, and then so one day he hits me up on Facebook like Donald. I'm so proud of you. I want to be honest with you. I always knew you'd 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 be where you are today. You had such charisma in high school, whatever it is. Now I went to a high school with a bunch of actors and entertainers and other everything, and so it meant a lot for me to hear that. But then I I, I remembered, motherfucker you the one that gave me a 59 instead of a 60. <laughs> and I had to go to summer school. And I remember telling him that. He was like, I did that? He was like, ah, whatever, man. But I'm so proud of you. And so Mr. Hurt, my my favorite teacher of all time.
0: Well, I just want to say there's a lot, uh, Bob. Um, I, I have a lot of fond memories of certain teachers. And there was a TV teacher um, at my high school that really got me into, like, working and we had like a little TV station and I loved that. And uh Mr. Mullen, he was so supportive of my I'd make these little short films and and I think he, he could really tell that I was passionate about it. And I remember uh earlier there was an English teacher named Miss Petralia who for the first time was introducing us to poetry. And I really, really responded to, you know, at the time we thought, oh, we have to memorize these Robert Frost poems and stuff. And I remember thinking like this is so stupid. But I I grew to really love poetry and, and ultimately in, in college got into Shakespeare. And so, um, I have a lot of fond memories of, uh, of teachers. And, and so I, I'm sure other students have told you this before, but, uh, you guys make such a difference in, in, in people's lives, particularly if you're a good teacher, yeah. um, because, you know, some of us have memories of teachers that weren't, weren't, weren't effective or, or we felt were condescending, but the ones I really remember are ones that, um, that were just so pure and honest about it. They really were excited about what they were teaching and that, and that landed in us, that was transferred. Cause we, I mean, this, this woman, Miss Petralia got me excited about poetry. She got me excited about reading literature and, and, uh, her passion came through, you know? Dude, I
1: I totally understand what you're saying. When you say stuff like that, like I had one teacher and he was just my guidance counselor. And I, you know, I knew, In high school that I didn't want to go to college and I wanted to go to, uh, I wanted to move to Los Angeles immediately after high school and become an actor. And he was like, dude, you got to apply for colleges and stuff. And I was like, I'm not going to do it. He was like, all right, fine, whatever. And I got in, I went and I auditioned for Rutgers University. My mom went to Rutgers University. And I got in and he was so excited for me. And he sat me down. He was like, dude. I don't know how you like literally. This is what he said to me. I don't know how you did it, but you got into Rutgers, man. You did it. You got into Rutgers. And I remember looking at him and saying, "Yeah, you know, I'm not, college isn't for me. I'm not going to go to college. I'm I'm going to give this acting thing a, a a shot." And I could see the disappointment in his face, mm-hmm. like you're throwing away your future, kid. And it always it always sticks with me. That always sticks with me. That he cared so much about what was going to happen to me after I left that school. He wasn't like, "Listen, I, I get that you I get that you want." He was he was like, "I get that you want to be famous. I get all of that. But dude, you have a you have a shot that and Rutgers is a very good school, you know what I mean? This is something that a lot of people would kill for, and somehow you convinced them that you're Rutgers material. I can't believe you're not going to do it. And that's always stuck with me. Like he cared so much about my future that he was willing to protest, pretty much. You know, I think you're doing the wrong thing. This isn't you're you're making a mistake, regardless of where I'm at now, and regardless of my belief in myself. I'd still look back at him and like and and think I think very highly of Mr. Knapp as well.
0: Well, also, you can think about it, the odds of someone making it are so s- slim that he, you know, he as an actor, it's the uh, it, it's it's it is a bit of a lottery and so he was just looking out for you and being like oh i, I like this kid i don't know if he's gonna make it as an actor yeah yeah uh, well bob thank you so much thank you for coming on thank, thank you for being a teacher and thank you for making a difference in uh in, in young people's lives uh stay safe all right stay safe thank you
4: bob
0: bye bob. bye bye thank you all right donald um we went long today but you know what we had a lot to say and we had a really cool guest on today, also, man. I like Bob. Mm-hmm. I like you. I like Daniel. I like Joelle. You just like me. I fucking love you. What did you? Okay. Eat? What was the term you used before? Um, you were trying to what with Casey? Ba- Smash? What was it? Beat. Yeah, I'm not trying to beat, but I love you. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> hey everybody! Oh, we're gonna go into wait. First, what are our final announcements? Follow Joelle. Joelle, what's your uh, Twitter handle?
4: Yeah, actually before we do this guys, we have to give out a GT's kombucha. So, okay. I was thinking I could there's I bookmarked the first person who got it to me cuz I thought maybe that would be the fairest way. Are you guys okay with doing that? Yeah, sure. Cool. Then congratulations to Melanie W. I will hit you up on the Twitter DMs. Looks like you're in Washington, so that should be good. You get a GT's kombucha. Thank you for making a beautiful um bingo card for us and uh, we'll, we shout out, Nailed we'll shout it. out some more bingo people uh soon just as a thank you guys for doing that a lot of you've contributed bingo cards and they look beautiful and we appreciate that we will um, put
1: those up when we get them and you guys could play along Yes, yeah. Yeah yeah yeah
5: yeah, yeah yeah yeah
1: yeah 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 yeah
4: <laughs> um so yes to wrap up uh i'm joel monique you can find me all over the internet at joel monique that's j-o-e-l-l-e-m-o-n-i-q-u-e
0: and daniel what's your handle My handle is
2: uh, on Twitter. You're muted,
0: Daniel. Oh, Jesus. Imagine your fucking engineer mutes himself.
2: (laughs) It's funny. I'm muted, but I was recording myself on my mic, so it's still... Uh, still
3: My Uh,
2: my handle is DJ underscore Daniel, D-A-N-L on the Twitter, and follow me there.
0: Oh, follow him. He's delightful. I do. and honor uh, me. I think you're you're both great. I'm learning a lot about your secret lives uh, by following you both. <laughs> Follow Donald Faison. Please keep his Instagram numbers going please. up. Please. Um, please, for the love listen, of Yahweh. Listen, thank you. I love that you
1: put, thank you. Yes, for the love of Yahweh, please keep yeah. those
0: Instagram numbers going up. And hey, tell your friends about this show, guys, because we have, a, we have this amazing group here, but let's keep it going. Uh, you might text your friend, Dear so-and-so. Now you're going to put their name in unless their name happens to be so-and-so. Um You should oh <laughs> <God>. <laughs> you should listen to Fake Doctors Real Friends, the Scrubs <laughs> Rewatch podcast. It's delightful. Dude. <laughs> Love it. We're going to end the show today with uh, Toby Sebastian uh, singing the My Summer Jam, Number One Lover. This is a really good tune. You can find it anywhere and everywhere. You get your music. Uh, I love you guys. We'll see you soon. I'm now gonna talk it up, Daniel. Daniel wait, Donald, do you want to Don't five six seven eight. Are you? Gonna I'm say not gonna five else? six seven eight. you go ahead? Talk it up. Okay, I'm gonna talk up the song. Last time it was a big hit. Ready? I got nervous. One second. All right, everybody, you're looking for a new song in the summer. Well, I got one coming to you. He's a British heartthrob sensation. His name is Toby Sebastian. Here he is with his new hit, Number One Lover.